everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Pillow Talk with Mark and B, the podcast where we just hang out and talk. I'm B, and I'm here with my boyfriend, Marcus. Hey, how's it going? I'm ready to talk. Ready to talk? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got your coffee, you've got your water. Yeah, I got my coffee, my water. I went for a little walk with some cats, so I'm all zen. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I'm so. ready to get into it. Yeah, ready to really crack open a can of emotions, Ooh, I suppose. Yeah, we <laughs> um, had a change of plans. Oh. Um, we're obviously not at the new house we did not do the live today um so you know what yeah. what better time to do uh an episode on heartbreak <laughs> oh, yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a big deal we uh what happened with that babe <laughs> man actually to be honest uh we got too excited and we heard a voice message wrong and yeah it, it was one of those like see you next weekend and then like yeah. the next weekend came he's like i meant next weekend like the next weekend <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh damn oh. <laughs> at least we didn't walk up like on the doorstep yeah, and seriously. then be like what are you doing here but it's all good so yeah. you know sometimes you get disappointments but what whatever fuck it what do you do what do you do what do you do like, you just keep moving go i guess with the flow yeah we chill before we get into it um, if you guys ever want to reach out to us, uh, you can find us at on Instagram or Facebook at Pillow Talk with Mark and B. And yeah, feel free to email us anything. Um, actually, the episode today is from an email that we got from a listener, and that is Pillow Talk with Mark and B at gmail.com. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, get more messages. Like, so this is like a requested episode. Eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You do all like the, uh, the the behind the scenes stuff, so I don't know this really well. So oh, somebody emailed us in. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, inform me. What's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, the backstory on this is uh, earlier this year we had a listener reach out to us. He was in a relationship, his first relationship, first love, all of that kind of stuff, and had a breakup just before Christmas last year. Yeah. And then has kind of been just going through all of the motions and all of like the feelings and all of like everything. So um, this was his message to us. Hi again. Just thought I would ask, has it been such a novel and overwhelming experience for me? And I know it can be like that for other people too. I thought an episode on the whole breakup process, the actual event, the aftermath, the getting over stage would be a really interesting idea. Might be a good one to get some a load of stories and get some experience passed down from those well more more versed in the dating world than I. So. Well, you came to the right place. <laughs> I've dated a lot of... Yeah, yeah okay. Not well, so many. Not so many, uh, but... <laughs> how many have you dated? Uh, like, I've dated, like, three people. Like, actually dated, dated. Nice. Um, I've went on, like, plenty of dates and stuff that didn't yeah. pan out, but... And for you, did you break up with them or did they break up with you? Half and half. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so 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 this is the plan. So one I broke up with, one broke up with me, so then you're the third one. So that just means don't break up, and then I got all three options covered. Boom, yeah, babe, yeah, yeah. hitting it hard. Yeah, so that's the plan. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's a good plan. <laughs> I think it works. Uh, I think Lucky so. Lucky numero. Uh, yeah, but like... Breakups is one of those things we're all going to have happen to us. It yeah. sucks or have to do, which also sucks in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I mean, it's interesting too because he is young. He's like 16 or 17, maybe he's 17 Ooh, now, but yeah. 16 or 17. So it's like this is the first time he's ever experiencing this. And yeah. again, nobody talks about heartbreak at 16 because yeah. that's not real. And da, 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 da. <laughs> but it is. And it's yeah. kind of like the, the foundation for all of your other heartbreaks. Like for you're sure. going to have heartbreaks. For sure. Um, and also, like, yeah, so this was a young guy. Like, it's, mm-hmm. man, it's crazy. I'm getting old. I'm like 30. Three, so I'm twice this guy's age. You know, life goes on. You're gonna, you're gonna get over things. Sometimes things suck. Sometimes they don't. Yeah. Sometimes you thought this was the love of your life, but it's like you know, life yeah. is a long time. I know. So I used to like when I was 14, like my first real boyfriend, 14, 15. Yeah. For sure, talked about a life with him. And oh like yeah, absolutely. Planned it out. How many children yeah. do you want? Yeah. I had to do like a storyboard, and yeah. so I made sure that like. Like, he had curly hair, and so I made sure that the kids on the storyboard or whatever had very curly hair. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, like, I mean, and I think that if you kind of go into it dooming it from the beginning and, like, expecting it not to work out and not dreaming about a future, it's like self-sabotage anyway. Sure. But Uh, he, it did not work out for him. Actually, he broke up with her. Which is an interesting oh, thing. Oh, okay. Because he's, he's like, super, oh, my God, he's so sweet. But he, like, feels it really heavy and, like, has really been going through the motions, being, like, I don't know, introspective about it. I have some of some answers from him. We'll get into that after. But um, but he broke up with her. He kind of decided one day that he wasn't really happy. She was pretty controlling. She kind of didn't have the best family life. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't the best. Yeah. And so he was just kind of like, you know what, like, the long distance, the you me like we're just like not happy but heartbroken which is an interesting like i've primarily there was one person who broke up with me but i kind of like gave him the ultimatum but everybody else i've broken up with yeah yeah so it was more it was one of those things where i had decided months ago that i'd like start detaching now kind of thing so when it happened eh. there was one occasion with that where he like moved across the country so i was like sweet like (laughs) excellent like this is gonna be easy to get over yeah but then ended up dating one of the girls that he was texting during our entire relationship so that was hard because it was just like like i know that i broke up with him but it was still like what the fuck like yeah so i was right and then i got kind of hurt all over again and like that was annoying um so what i did initially was just google like what are the real stages? Because I, I know the stages that I went through. You know the stages you went through. Yeah, and I feel like every every breakup's different, too. 100%. So. so Googled what, you know, like what the stages of a breakup are or what the stages of a heartbreak are. Oh, Google. Oh, Google. Yeah, so people send us emails, ask us a question, and then first thing we do is pull up Google. I know. <laughs> yeah. What is Google I'm saying? like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a heartbreak <laughs> doctor, you know? <laughs> so... Um, the first one that came up and I can kind of relate to this where it's like in this phase, it's called denial. Yeah. Um, in this phase, our heart rather than our head rules our belief system as we try to adjust to the idea of life without the person that we're losing. Even though we know the relationship is over, we don't really believe it against the better judgment of everyone around us. We can't help but entertain fantasies of things somehow working out. We see glimmers of hope buried in clear indications that it's over. Unsurprisingly, this is the phase we were most susceptible to the late night texting. Oh my god, absolutely. I used to like picture that me and my ex would just like run into each other in a coffee (laughs) shop. Oh my god, 10 years later you grew up. Oh my god, amazing. (laughs) No. (laughs) 
No, self-sabotage. Don't do it. <laughs> like, there's a reason that you break up with them. Don't yeah, do it. yeah, yeah. Ugh. Um, okay. Are these like the same as like the stages of grief? I think so, yeah. Hmm, okay. The next one is anger. Anger can manifest in many different ways. Anger at your ex. How could they do this to me? Why can't she stop being selfish? Anger at God or the universe. Why can't anything ever work out for me? Or why am I cursed? <laughs> anger at people or situations associated with the breakup. Anger over the other woman. Anger that your partner lost their job uh, because that is what she changed. Because that is when she changed. Okay. And anger at other people who don't agree or stand with your anger. Can you believe George and Jane still want to be friends with him after what he did to me? Mm. I feel like this one is very like victim mentality. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's like one of your like primal emotions or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess this would be the part where like this where you think it's like a great idea to tell everybody like that's the crazy ex <laughs> he ruined my life and blah 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 and no not good um can you relate to any of that no i'm not really an angry person mm. i could see um, like i mean we've i've got a few people breaking up now and i can see this kind of stuff coming out where yeah. it's like yeah like they don't just don't take any responsibility yeah it's not good yeah. <laughs> um, bargaining. So, bargaining often goes hand in hand with denial. Bargaining can be looking for any possible way to make the relationship work through negotiation, threats, and or magic. For example, telling your ex that you'll change or move or go to therapy or telling them that he's hurting the child, his family, your family, and the dog by leaving. <laughs> mm. And of course, poor puppy. this phase is not limited to bargaining with your ex. Many people bargain with the powers that be, promising that to be better if the person will only come back. During this stage, you may take oh, a new interest in, ast in astrology, tarot cards, or any type of voodoo that will... What is this? <laughs> that will forecast the reunion. This is also when we attempt to enlist all the friends and family to talk some sense. Oh, yeah. So I think, in my experience, this happens for girls before the relationship ends. Huh. Because all of, like... Especially being the party that does the breaking up you've gone through all of these things where it's just like i'll stay with them until the very bitter end and you'll go through all of these things and then break up with them hmm it's interesting weird yeah weird because hmm. people just hold on and like like this is mm, like i listened to a podcast and they were talking about how um typically there's one person who is just like a shock the breakup is a shock to and one person that's like I've known about this for realistically yeah. a long time. Yeah. Like it's been a long time coming, whether you're like actively planning the breakup and planning the new place to move into and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or it's just like, yeah, no, like I've really accepted that this is probably not going to last. Yeah. There's always one person who doesn't know. And there's always one person who absolutely does. And so for the female side, we go through all of this while still with the person <laughs> and then oh. end it. it's crazy. Okay, so depression is the next one. Depression, like anger, also surfaces in many different forms. For example, feeling tired all the time, not wanting to do anything but lay in bed, feel disconnected from people even when you're with them, being on the verge of tears most of the time, trouble sleeping or sleeping too much, loss of appetite or overeating, increase in drug and alcohol use, and the big one, hopelessness. Hopelessness is the most persuasive and debilitating. It is the thing that leads us to believe that nothing will ever be or feel different than it is right now. 
Hopelessness makes us feel that you will never move on and that nothing will ever work out for you in the future. Hmm. This one I can absolutely relate to. Yeah, like I'm sure this one's the most common for sure. Yeah. Um, hmm. Where you just like, it's post breakup and like I went to work well like going through the breakup yeah and so i had like this back office kind of thing and he was just like no just work in here or whatever and no like nobody could understand really how how badly it hurt how deeply it hurt like i know that you guys all think i went through a breakup but like you don't get it this was my soulmate this was my like you'll never understand like there was never any anybody that could relate to me kind of thing and yeah. But really, I think a breakup is the most relatable thing in the world. Relatable thing. <laughs> really. But nobody talks about it. Like, and actually, I heard this other podcast. It was talking about how just, like, it's uncomfortable for people to talk about that kind of hurt. And so they never actually get into it. It's just kind of like, hey, how's it going? I'm here for you, blah, blah, blah. But they don't actually talk about it. Like, you don't feel comfortable enough to say it out loud. And they don't feel comfortable enough to receive it because nobody talks about things that deep. And that painful and like sure weird yeah you might have to deal with it then if you talk about it yeah At, or know. like you just talk about it for three months and then all your friends are like okay the final one is acceptance finally this is a phase in which you're able to make peace with loss um, it doesn't always come on suddenly it often happens gradually bit by little bit interspread with some other phases. Acceptance doesn't always involve harmony and flowers. There's almost no certain uh, to be lingering sadness. Acceptance entails making peace with loss, letting go for the relationship, and slowly moving forward with your life. Sometimes it feels like this phase will never come, which usually means you're still struggling in an earlier phase. Knowing your phases of grief can help normalize your breakup of experience. It is also important to know that there is no time limit or no rush in the process. Grieving is like digestion. There is nothing you can do to hurry it along. Um, that's what they think. I mix Coke and Mentos to help my indigestion. Just, just let it blow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so acceptance. You, you kind of just get there eventually. You just. Yeah, it's interesting because I don't think... Like... I don't think I really fully accepted, like, the breakup as a whole was a very big learning experience for me. Like, why was I attracted to that in the first place? Why was I so head over heels for that? What what part of me needed healing that found that attractive kind of thing? Sure. And so it was only after you and I started dating that I was just like, oh, like, this is this is what I was meant to be with and this is the relationship I was looking for. Like, that makes sense that why it didn't work out, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, no, I do think that, like, you eventually get there, really. <sighs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, time heals all. It's funny because, like, it's not just time sitting on memories or moments in the past. Like, it's not just... Uh, like, I feel like everybody... Everybody's like, yeah, no, time heals all wounds. It'll, like, just in a couple but, months, you're going to get over it and whatever. Yeah. I really don't think that they mean sitting in your bedroom thinking yeah, about yeah, all yeah. of that. It's like creating memories heals the past where you, you're all sitting. Yeah, like actually getting over it. It's, you yeah. know, if you're locked in your room for for 40 years thinking yeah. about this being like this bitter person or something, 100%. that's not good. But, like, 
you know, if you just literally get on with your life, you know, you're going back to work, you're doing mm-hmm. things, you're hanging out with your friends consistently again, yeah. like... Like, it genuinely took me, like, a year and a half to really get over it. Yep. But all of a sudden, I was, like, a year and a half into it and had a year of memories and yeah. a, new, a new whole life yeah. that I had created. Yeah, and, like, getting over it, even in this, it kind of said, there's, like, you get over it, like bit by bit mm-hmm. and then you might jump back so like you know maybe you get over it 60% at the breakout but then that last you know yeah 40% or whatever is the harder part and that might take years but yeah. on a whole you're like okay I kind of dealt with it yeah it's gonna be different for everyone yeah seriously um no seriously yeah I've I I've had a couple breakups with like uh chicks where we didn't even date really like we went on like a couple of dates date, yeah. and yeah it was like it was like fuck i was pr- still pretty new to life and dating and whatever and yeah it was like shit like now where do you go meet another chick like oh yeah I mean, and you never really used apps or anything i did online dating for one chick um Ooh. yeah but online dating in your age online dating my age was, was that like plenty of fish uh that would have been like yeah what you would have oh done it would have been like fucking like internet like <laughs> Like it wasn't like a, a dating yeah. site, you know. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Old man Mark, yeah, back fuck. at it again. <laughs> um, and then, how did you meet people? I mean, I guess somewhere. You just live. You go yeah. out for lunch. <laughs> you, you just walk around, live your life, and you get over other breakups. You see other things. You just yeah, just meet new people, get new perspective. Yeah, live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how you planned out this episode. So are we going through breakups and stuff? Yeah, and do like, you want to tell me kind of like the stages that you went for for your breakups? Okay. So my very first l- love long... Lover. <laughs> lover in the night. <laughs> um, yeah, so we dated in high school in like grade 12 and um, maybe like a year or two after. We kind of were on and off again. Like mm-hmm. there was a lot of interference with our parents. So like sometimes we, she broke up with me and it was like, oh, my mom won't let you see me. And other times it was like, you're an asshole. You didn't remember this. <laughs> I don't think that she ever said that actually. But but maybe. I'm but yeah, sure it happened. Just like you know? random things. Yeah, where it was like, okay, I did something silly or just yeah. she was done with me or, you know. Yeah. We were both young and silly individuals. Like, and constantly if, off and on. Yeah. So it was just habitual. Yeah, it was never a healthy. Well, I don't even. It wasn't bad, but it was just like it just. You were young. You were, we were just young. So just whatever. Um, but so this breakup, the point of it is we we were on and off again so many times. Like literally probably like 10 times where it was like slowly weaning yourself off. And every time we broke up, it was another couple months before we'd hook back up type thing. Mm. So by the time it was done, it was just like, okay, fuck it. Like, yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. No, that makes sense. Yeah, so for that breakup, it was pretty easy. Like, But now, having said that, the very first time we did break up, because, you know, back then I didn't know we were going to get back together the very right. first time. Right. Um, it was sad. I remember, like, yeah, like, being super sad and just, just for me, I just wanted to be kind of around people but not doing anything. I didn't want to tell uh-huh. people, so I'd go watch TV with somebody or just, like, yeah, whatever. Why didn't you um, tell, tell anybody? What do you do? It's just whatever. Oh, see, this is why nobody talks about breakups. Well, yeah, what do you what do you do? Like, I don't know. Interesting. Um, yeah, it just. Yeah, you, I just tried to distract myself basically with other things. Hmm. Um, it, it was so long ago, I don't fully remember. But right. like, I probably just played a whole bunch of video games and just whatever. And then got know. back together with her a couple months later. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, so then you know, the second time it happened, then I was like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm sh- like. But so that was a weird one. The the next one, 
chick I dated and married. <laughs> um, that breakup was different, so I broke up with her. Yeah. And it was over something that wasn't even, like... In your control. It, it was, yeah, well, yeah. She wanted kids, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, you know. Yeah. Now with her, before we started dating, I tried to end it with her. And this is something I want to talk about in this episode, too, is I tried to end it with her. And then I... We, we were conversation. I remember having her at the front door. You know, I've told this story before. Mm-hmm. Um, and like having her trying to get her out. And then I caved and then we got back together. Right. And just how important it is to just follow that gut. And if you're mid-breakup, like just right. don't go back. Like keep going. Keep pushing. It was funny. We, we watched an episode of Seinfeld, I think, last night. And they were doing like a little breakup episode. And, yeah. Um, how the chick was like. No, you can't break up with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, you got to keep pushing and like make it happen because, you know, obviously you want to break up for a reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So then the thing I, is, I've never thought about breaking up with you. I've right. never thought about breaking up with my homies. Right. You know? Yeah. No, that makes sense. So then by the time you actually did break up, were you kind of like, like, I know you guys had a decent yeah. marriage and you liked yeah. each other and all that kind of stuff. You were in love. Um, but were you kind of like, fuck, like I should have listened to myself five years ago, six years ago, whatever that was. Yeah. Like, it's like one of those things where it's like, obviously I would go through it again. So I learned the lessons and right. you know, now you're treated a lot better, better, unfortunately, because of it. Like right. I did learn a lot of things uh-huh. and, um, but now you know to trust your gut. The first yeah. Time. Like the, yeah, I, I'm glad I gave her another chance, I suppose. Cause like we were happy. Um, mm-hmm. There's just like sometimes it was crazy, and you know I I don't know I think it's pretty rare to not have a little crazy. No, that makes sense. I don't know. Just men and women are different. It's natural to butt heads and just see the world in a completely different kind of. For sure, absolutely. But, yeah. Um, I don't remember what the question was anymore. Um. So it's just kind of there. Was there like a time where you just like you knew like yes like I'm not supposed to be with her. She's not my like life mm. partner. What was that moment, and what made you decide? Yeah, so, I, I, when you go into a relationship and you know it's kind of doomed, so me and her, we had that whole situation where, you know, we kind of came to the conclusion that we wanted children, but then I didn't. We came to that kind of like a year and a half, two years into a relationship, and then we tried to make it work, but, you know, you can only try to make something work for so long before it starts to get just like, you know, you put less effort into it, because you're like, I already know this is like... Yeah. I know, it kind of just eats at you. So, um, yeah, like, it was a slow degrade where it's like, I think I pulled out a lot the first time where, I, where we went to counseling, we started, I don't want children, and you're a maybe. Mm. I think I pulled out a lot then, right. you know, and I... Sort of detached. Detached. Yeah. A little bit. No, that makes sense. Like, because then the idea in my mind was, like, the idea of a divorce is there, you yeah. know, like, this is clearly, it's not compatible, unfortunately, like, maybe we, yeah... Like, so it was more logical for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, for that breakup, like, when we actually ended it, um, like, it still was unfortunate. Like, I still didn't enjoy it. Um, and I was staying out in a different place because I let her have the, the house for a yeah. bit. Um, but, yeah, once again, I just wanted to have people around me, and I had a dog. Okay. You had a dog? Nova dog. Oh, the Nova dog. Yeah. Okay, so why did you give her the house for that month? What was your thought process behind that? Like, you know, like, 
I was with her for eight years, and we had a pretty decent relationship. Just to play devil's advocate, let's yeah. say that I was in a relationship, yeah. and because you bought the house from like your parents, right? Yeah, yeah, I bought it off my parents. So, like, why did you not take the route of, well, that's my house? Like, what put you? And I think, like, I commend you for that. Honestly, I think like solid move on your part. But why? I would say two parts. Um, the one part is definitely way smaller, and I'll start with it. And fear of retaliation or just, like, mm. fear of, like, okay, I'm about to go through a divorce. I'm not going to make this difficult for myself. Like, just that kind of... You hear these horror stories where all of a sudden you're like, wait, I'm, what? They're doing what to that guy now? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So I, fear was a little bit. But I think the biggest thing was, like, it's just respect. Like... Even if you're breaking up with somebody, you don't want to be a dickhead to them. Like, yeah. we we were friends. Yeah. We loved each other. Right. Um, <laughs> this is adorable. Okay, so just some side sidestep for a second. Yeah, sidestep. <laughs> we have this one cat who's very scared of us, like does not like us. She's always got like an exit strategy. All that <laughs> yeah. Stuff. But ever since we've been sitting here and not paying attention to her, her and Orange Kitty are just flirting around. Yeah. Messing around the house, eating, playing, going on the counter. It's but we're just so recording, cute. and so she's living her best life. Yeah, it's so cute, this little animal pack and how they work. But It's adorable. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of that. Like, it was just, I, I think I already pulled out a lot. And then when I finally did pull the trigger, it's like... Wait, what was that second part of why you gave her the house? Oh, just because respect. Oh. Like, it just, you know, I'm, you, you'd be a bad person. It's not good. Yeah. Like, I... I I don't like the way that makes me feel. Right. It's essentially it. That makes sense. You know, I I like having my conscience relatively clean Mm -hmm. for. And then you guys have never, like she left, you guys have never had a like post-break conversation. Conclusion. No. No. What do they call that? Uh, Closure. Closure. (laughs) Yeah. So like we, we've been separated now for like, or divorced now for like two years, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, and no, like, we we were pretty formal the whole time. We had, like, one... I had one blow-up at her where, you know, whatever, I don't need to get into it. Um, but other than for that, like, it was, like, business, one small little blow-up, and then... Um, just getting rid of the house and, like, doing... Yeah, just... Stuff. Yeah, but there was never any, like, huge sit-down again. Like, when I, when I pulled the trigger, yeah, we sat down for, like, an hour and talked about it or whatever, but... Uh, the thing about it is yeah just like man during the breakup that was you know this guy knows this young guy of pulling the trigger and you never want to hurt somebody's feelings Mm -hmm. fuck and then they start crying that's the hardest part of a breakup is just getting through with it i know a couple people who've been stopped by it yeah you know and now you've wasted another two years or something yeah yeah you get those lessons but you don't get that time and how long and i do want to put this on the record how long like before you were like okay you know what we're this is this needs to end till the conversation yeah and that's another good thing about breakups is like yeah you like if you get it in your mind that you want to break up like once again it's there for a reason think about your friendship circle think about am i constantly shifting my friends like or do i hold on to friends Am I capable of holding on to friends, basically, is what you need to ask yourself. And then, usually the answer is yes. People yeah. do have long-term friendships. So then, have you thought about breaking up with these long-term friends? Yeah. Why Why stay with what, a girl if you Why wouldn't? stay with a girl if yeah. they, they don't even hold up to your friendship standard? Ex- that's a great way to say that. 
and don't lead her on. Yeah. Like, I hear all these stories about people who were like, yeah, I think I'm going to break up with her, blah, blah, blah. I've got a new house. I've yep. told all my friends, whatever. And then a year later, they're still having these conversations. Yeah. Th- that's, that's like, a th- the worst thing. Yeah. That, like, time, it's so precious. Yeah. Um, you wasted your time. You wasted hers. And that's the real. hers. 100%. Yeah. Um, 100%. Yeah. So, like, for me, it was pretty much like something happened and then within a day or two it was done it was like yeah this this just yeah we we, we've reached this point where it's like we're both not really invested we're kind of half in the door but like there's an issue that we just can't solve and then it just kind of escalated you know yeah but that makes sense yeah but no it's yeah it's important to fucking just follow your gut and like yeah if you're getting thoughts of breaking up there's a reason and yeah, obviously try to fix it first, maybe. Yeah. But. Um, I know that, I mean, obviously, oh, how was I going to ask this? Like, obviously breakups are never fun. Yeah. That's like, whatever. But all in all, would you say that you would do this kind of breakup again? Would you change anything? Do you feel like you kind of handled it very well? Yeah, like, unfortunately... The big thing is people are like, oh, I don't want to hurt her feelings, or I don't want to ambush her, and it, ultimately, it's just going to happen, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, everything is chill one day, and then the next day, their whole life is completely uplifted, and there's no way around that. You just got to do it. Yeah. Um, 100%. So, is there anything I would do differently? Um, like, with, with my ex, I think it was pretty, pretty decent. It was yeah, pretty, cool. yeah, you know, it sucked. But I think I tried to handle it as best I could. Yeah. Um, maybe one thing, yeah, just, you know, don't send those angry messages. Or mm. don't, don't, even if they said something first, just don't buy into it, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Don't respond. Um, don't engage. Yeah. Like, at this point, your relationship's over. So who fucking cares if you're right or wrong? Or who cares if they think you did what? Like, yeah. at this, yeah. Because that's another thing, man. Some fucking people, they break up and then it's like, three months later, it's like, wait, you're still breaking up with this person even though you're like broken wait what yeah you know what i mean where yeah. it's like somehow this broken breakup has been dragged out and it's like yeah it's not even that they can't pull the trigger it's that they have pulled the trigger and still don't break and up still I just, don't yeah it's 100%. like what like yeah 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 i know it's crazy it's just like i just, just i just hear the clock ticking when i see that like yeah. tick there goes your happiness tick yeah. there goes another like, another minute, another second, yeah. another year, another, yeah, yeah 100%. And I love wasted time. Don't get me wrong, this week, to make up for the fact that we didn't get the house, I probably slept, like, let's just call her a safe 20 hours a day. I love that for you. Yeah, like, I enjoyed it, too. Like the sloth we saw. Yes, exactly. I took a little book out of the sloth. Uh, um, but, you know, it's not, it's, I enjoyed it. I That was something I wanted to do. So yeah. it's like, whatever. I always just think but, of, like, like, People who are kind of like on the fence and they're halfway out and yeah. their foot's out the door, like that, from the other side, as the person being broken up with, you have to acknowledge that you don't want to be with somebody who's been in and out of the door for the last year. Yeah. Like, fuck that. You're better yeah. than that. Don't waste your time. But like, also... Like, just imagine, just imagine this. I keep going back to this where um, your friend, you know... Is treating you like this, where they're mm-hmm. in and out of your life or whatever, treating you poorly. Yeah. What would you do with that friend? You probably wouldn't have been like. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so that's the other side of it. Whereas if she had that information or if he had that information, I think they would be out. Like, 
if they knew that you were telling all of their friends that you're going to break up or telling Ooh, like all yeah. of the, like, I think if they had the information that you have, they yeah. would have been out a long time ago. So if you're doing it to like save her or save him or whatever, however yeah. that would go, um, save her feelings or whatever, don't yeah. because that's just a self-righteous, selfish thing to do. Yeah. hundred percent. Hmm. So, so yeah, if you're going to break up, I don't know, like what about this? Like you don't want to, Okay, what what about this? What about this for situation? You're like on the verge of breaking up. There's no abuse. There's nothing crazy. It's just like something's not. Mm-hmm. Something's not clicking. So yeah. you you sit down and have a conversation with them. Um, do you at all want to like, ign- like how do you acknowledge like this is serious? Like I am here in this relationship, but I'm not. At, I'm not. I'm not trying to break up with you. You know how do you communicate effectively? Like I am. Yeah. I mean, I would pull out the whole, can we talk? Like, yes, we this talk? is serious. This is the words that I'm using. I just wanted to, like, kind of open this conversation and open yeah. the conversation portal and whatever. And, like... Because I guess, ultimately, it's, like, either we, we fix this or do break up. And I'm coming to you because I want to fix this. Exactly. Okay. Like, I, I'm sensing that something's off between us. Yeah. I don't know if maybe I'm reading the situation a little bit wrong. How are you feeling? I feel like something's not clicking lately. Yeah. And I want to get back to what we used to be. So... Like, do you feel the same way? Am I reading into things? Blah, blah, blah. And then I guess at that point, you just have to hope that they're going to be honest with you. And I was just going to say, like, if somebody's having that conversation, just be honest because that's the only way to fix things. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're lying. Like, okay, get ready to have a tough. By not being honest. Yeah. Like, yeah, I guess even if you have to gather yourself. Yeah, that's the nice thing about you. I feel like I I don't lie to you ever. I know. It's so great. Um, Like, I don't have to lie ever. Yeah, yeah. I'm not just... scared of getting in trouble. I'm not scared of, like, <laughs> we'll just talk about it. Yeah, exactly. It's Try great. to figure it out. Yeah. It's great. Um, um, my breakup was a little bit different because I, I was on, like, in the one instance, I broke up with him. And it was, like, he. it was just, like, years of arguing about the same things and, like, his work ethic. And he would just, like, just whine and complain and like all this stuff and i was just like this like 20 year old like gotta move gotta keep a going a little fire like, rocket eh you know, a little chip in your step and a little <laughs> twerk in your ass yeah like we needed to do some shit yeah so i had like we had a conversation i was like i'm pretty sure like we're we're just gonna break up like we're gonna break <laughs> up like and then so for months i would like leave rent faster ads and like <laughs> i would tell him that like we're probably not gonna get married so proceed accordingly yeah. like this yeah. is how you respond to it. But the lease didn't end until June or May or whatever. And so we had to live together. Hmm. And yeah, he moved across the country and then ended up dating somebody who he was texting the whole time we were together. And so I was just like, yeah, like there was this sense of finality when he left because I knew he wouldn't just pop on by. Like, yeah, I would never have to see his car. I would never like never run into him. And side note for this 16 year old. He goes to school with her and sees Oof. her every day. Yeah, that, that she started dating somebody. Like it, yeah. Poor guy. I'm so happy that I've never had to deal with that. With the other one though, it was very much like year. I did an episode. I think it, I broke my own heart. Go back and listen to that if you haven't. But in that, it kind of goes through like he had. After the breakup, I realized that he had kind of detached about a year before we broke up. Yeah. And so the breakup process initially, he had done it. Well, no, I had come to him and I was just like, we're pretty close. Like I'm, I'm about to get to that line and that's it. And then we had this big fight. I told him, I was like, I think I hit that line. And then he just kind of like, 
Mm-hmm. And then, like, a couple weeks later, we went to therapy. Yeah. And then, like, two weeks after that, pretty much, I was out of the house. Hmm. And so, initially, like, there was, of course, this, like, I, how did this happen? What did I miss? Oh, my God. What the fuck? Like, this, he told me he would never do this. He knows my past. He shouldn't have hurt me like this. Holy shit. But it didn't last long because I needed, I needed to get out. Like, there was no sitting there and waiting six months to, like, work it out yeah. or live with him. Or, like, there was yeah. none of that. Like... I gave him, like, one night we had a conversation. I was just like, are we together or not? And he said, this is not my forever. And that was it. Done. Detached. That's it. Whatever. Yeah. And then, and I also did not want to show him that I cared. Like, he knew that I cared, but I didn't want to show him how much or what that looked like or, like, my grieving process. It was none of his business. Didn't want him involved. None of that. Then I moved out, and then that's when it was just, like, that's when it hit me. There was, like, of course, I was stalking him, like, all, like, he was, like, all <laughs> no. of a sudden going to, like, clubs and stuff, and so I was going to all of his friends' pages and, like, looking at all of those pictures, and it was, like, nuts, and then crying over everything, like, <laughs> for months. Nothing would make me cry. Like, I would just, like, it was nuts. And then, um, yeah, a couple months later, still kind of numb, but I kind of, like, dove into work kept busy gym three times a day like very very busy active eventually i got the dog back which was nice then i kind of spent all the all my time with her like literally all my time yeah an animal will be a godsend if you can get an animal during a breakup and then keep an animal yeah you don't want to just get one 100 percent. but maybe hey maybe you got a friend that has like a dog you know just kind of your your dog for a week man seriously it would yeah um, we just watched this cute video of the nova dog and the new owner, where unfortunately the the guy he lost his friend or something. Yeah, like his that. best friend for like a, most of his life. Yeah, he's just passed away. Yeah, so it's super sad, like poor guy. And but there's he, some super sweet videos of like him just kind of sitting there and Nova cuddling him, and, and like, you can kind of tell he's emotional. And yeah. Nova actually like this is how bad that this ex was. Uh, this is like the tattooed guy. Yeah. Whenever we would fight, I would just hide in a closet because he would scream and like. He was nuts. He had the craziest anger issues. He would like punch walls and like all the stuff. And so I would just hide in a closet like I did when I was a child. And Nova would come and she did not like crying. Anytime somebody would cry, she would jump on them and sit on them like a lap dog. But she's like way too big for that. And uh, like, yeah, you could hug her. You could hold her. She won't move. Anything like that. So Yeah, she was a great breakup dog. Like I said, I had her for... Yeah. Oh, my God. um, Because she stayed with you solo for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I enjoy, yeah, you know, if you can somehow get a pet, that's going to help a breakup a heck of a lot. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, a couple months into it, I had, like, like, I was, my, my breakup, like, where I did most of my thinking, because I was always thinking about things, but, like, at work, can't get into it. I'm just going to cry if I open that door, so we're just not. And so I would drive a lot. Sure. That was where I was, I would do most of my, like, thinking and stuff like that thinking pondering yeah where it's just like let's break this down let's overanalyze it and over this breakup i was very like i had to document the stages i needed to make sure like i wanted to see my grieving process yeah yeah i wanted to see what that looked like i wanted to like actually like how the love of my life quote unquote how long would it take me to get over this like this is interesting this is good data to have about myself let's dive into that yeah it's interesting um and then I kind of reverted back to childhood friends. Yeah. Like 
he had all of the friends. He had all the neighbors. He had, like, I'd sucked out my friendship group Ooh, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was that kind of controlling person. Ooh. And so, yeah, I lost a lot of my friends. I had quit jobs while I was with him. And so, like, the friends that I had at the beginning of that relationship were long gone by the end of it. Yeah. And so I kind of reverted back to, like, my cousins I was hanging out with. And then you, we started hanging out. And so, like, all of my childhood friends had kind of just started coming out of the woodwork again. That was good. And then, oh, my Hannah, the S phase. Mm, This is the best phase of a breakup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the most fun. You just do everything. You're just ready to just be free and do whatever your little heart desires. Like, there's no time frame. There's no text letting them know where you're going to be. Yeah, that was one nice thing. Like, oh, I don't have to be anywhere ever again. Ever again. Yeah, like, I don't have to be home at 10 so I can wish her good night yeah yeah you know, whatever fuck it yeah like free freedom i, I love it so much during my yes phase you were still married when i went through my yes phase yeah and then we were like dating pretty much when you had gotten to yours and so it was like let's <laughs> fucking go we did so many and now we're in panama <laughs> now we're in panama <laughs> oh god <laughs> but yeah like highly highly recommend chilling in the yes phase for a hot minute. I did it for like eight months. It was yeah. so good. Try new things. This is, I think this is how you really get over a breakup. Yeah. Like you try new things, you experience new things, you, you reprioritize like. Just say yes to everything yeah. that comes. Like I was going to, like, cause I still worked a full-time job. Although uh, we had broken up just at, like just before everybody went into lockdown. Yeah. So then all of a sudden I was like working remote. I was alone all the time, but it was like, like, I would get texts from you. Like, hey, we're going to Donaire's. It's 11 o'clock at night. Yep, let's yep. go. Yes, phase it is. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, I remember the first time you, me, and Christian hung out, I it was a, one of those nights I had had a shower. I had gotten all ready or, like, ready for bed, ready to wind down, all that stuff. And then you texted me. It was like, yep, like, <laughs> we have to. And look at us now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if I said no? What if you had said no? You. You. <laughs> <laughs> Um, again, my breakup was a little bit different because I was dating a narcissist. So like the amount of times he would come back and leave and come back and leave and like, see if I was still interested and then back away. And then like he was dating other people and then would come back and then like talk shit about them and then go back to like, it was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, but it shifted my perspective a bit. And so this kind of like helped me work through the end of the breakup where it was like, I realized over time that actually I like I because he came back and I was just like I was so closed off I was so like guarded yeah and then he would say stupid things which I think three years ago I would have been like oh my god <laughs> like oh he's so hot and now I'm just like wait a minute did I used I used to think this was attractive <laughs> holy sh- nope so I realized like how much I used to bend over for him and how much over the past like year and a half or however Mm -hmm. long it had been how i really genuinely started to live authentically yeah which was one of the goals that i had had at the beginning of it but like all of a sudden like damn i've got a year of this behind me like fuck yeah yeah, be good for you um so that that's almost a good thing like it'd almost be interesting like to go yeah to 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 talk to your ex again after a certain amount of period of time but like without the intent of yeah getting back together like never get back together never. with your next like never, you're your next for a reason yes. yo 100% um, 
but yeah, like it'd be interesting to get back and like kind of try to break it down a little bit. Have a conversation over coffee and just be like, but, you look so happy now. I'm so yeah, happy. Like, like it, look at, look like, yeah, what, what? Like there's a reason this didn't work out. Let's find it. Yeah. Because yeah, like I know why none of that worked out for us. Like this is amazing, this relationship. It's like actually the first healthy relationship I've been in. <laughs> yeah, that's always weird when you say that. Um, but yeah, like I, oh yeah. It's crazy now, and like I kind of mentioned this earlier, that I started dating you. And so I don't, I never, like, there's that term, the easiest way to get over somebody is to get under somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, yes, it is true, but it's not really that true. It's just a distraction. Yeah, like, It's just yeah. like a band-aid yeah. over the whole thing. Like, don't do that. It's not healthy. It's not a way to go. Um, but I do think that dating you helped me heal a lot. Sure. Where it was like... To see how healthy relationships really function from the inside rather than just like have a fantasy land hmm. of me dreaming about it. Um, I didn't feel like I needed to apologize for breaking glasses or like <laughs> dropping a dish or frantically cleaning the house before you got home because you might be upset or feel like it's like a hundred percent completely my responsibility to keep Nova from being a dog or like <laughs> there were just so many different aspects of a relationship with him versus you where I was just like, that was not normal. Like, yeah, I was right about all of that. Those feelings that I had like the anxious feeling like that was never something I should have been able to live with. That's why I was getting all this anxiety. Like it was not a good situation. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, again, after time, like I would stop being sad and I would just be like, annoyed. like, why are you back here again? Like, why do you want to go riding on a motorcycle yeah. with me and my boyfriend? <laughs> That's weird. Like, why do you, what are you doing? That's, <laughs> and then now we live in Panama and I actually think, I think, I think yeah. there's a chance that he might never pop up again. No, I'd invite him to the Airbnb. Oh, well, and yeah. The only thing is he's very cranky about plane rides. Mm, so that's my saving grace. Okay, okay. But yeah, like I might have actually dropped the stalker, which nice. is fucking sweet. Yeah. Um, But yeah, oh yeah, that was another thing. Like right after the breakup, everyone was congratulating me. And like, because they could see from the outside how toxic it was. And no one ever understood what I saw in him. And then when I finally got out, I could see from the outside and understood why everybody was so confused. I was so <laughs> heartbroken. <laughs> ah. But like, I think that genuinely, like, if you're in a relationship right now and you're just like, should I, like, why am I here? What is, like, eh, look from the outside in. What do other people see? Do sure. they only see you arguing? Like, every time you're out with friends drinking, are you that couple that just bicker and argue? And like, Or when you come over, are you that person that just bitches about your wife mm -hmm. every time and you're like i don't what? Mm -hmm. and like i'm not like i i always justified my ex's behavior with like we had these like seven hour talks all the time in the middle of the night he would like wake up crying about just being a shit fucking person and yeah. like and so i had all this like background information where it's like no you don't understand him and blah 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 blah, blah. that's the, like from the outside looking in without having these deep talks like does it look like you're in an abusive situation does it look like you are an abuser does it look like like what's really what does it look like from the outside from yeah. some distance because yeah like don't just don't waste your time you know yeah like, don't do it yeah another thing the kind of side swiping side stepping side stepping sure stepping okay. where are you where we step into so my dad yeah had this relationship with somebody, one of his exes. And I talked to her, so I know kind of the back end information and whatever. 
But basically, she broke up with him years and years and years ago. He had never gotten over that relationship. And so throughout my childhood, if I had ever asked, like, hey, do you have an ex? Did you ever date anybody other than mom? Blah, blah, blah. He would talk about her. Yeah. And very much, like, in love. Like, he would say weird things about her being attractive and, like, all of this. Weird, Just, yeah. like, weird stuff. And it's just, like, you've been married to mom for, like, 15 years at this point. So, like, why? It was just, like, this weird dynamic. And yeah. as a child, I thought it was odd. Yeah. Years later, he, like, found her on Facebook or whatever. Like, <laughs> the internet, has It's weird. And he, me and my brother, had hacked my dad's phone. Fine, not a good thing to do, but I'm very happy that I know the information that I know. But we had hacked his phone or whatever and then copied and pasted all the messages to ourselves. And we were reading this, and it was like he... 25 years later was reliving every piece of their relationship every Weird. part talking about their sex life talking talking about their parents talking about this Weird. and so i've always been very and like my mom had known she said that <laughs> she said because we had talked to her about it they were like all of us kids knew and we we're like this is not good this is not Weird. normal like <laughs> what the fuck what the fuck and so we had talked to her about it and she was like you guys don't understand like me and your dad have a very healthy open honest communicative relationship and we've talked about this i'm okay with this blah 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 blah. but in my eyes it was like not good like that's emotional cheating for sure for sure for sure so i've had this like example of in my opinion what not to do yeah but then i like in at the beginning of the relation or the beginning of the breakup i was like no he is my soulmate like nobody will ever top him and i was like petrified of this all happening where it was like, am I going to constantly be in love with him for the rest Oof. of my life and never get over it? Like, these generational curses, <laughs> whatever. Like, I was terrified. Yeah. And so I think that's a huge, important thing where it's like, you have to get it out of your head. If they have broken up with you, don't spend six months fantasizing that you're going to yeah. run into each other or that, like, yeah. he's going to come If somebody back says running. that to you, oh, we're breaking up, say thank you for not wasting my time. Yeah. Grab your dignity and get out of there. Grab your dignity and, and just go. start moving on. And as much as it sucks to fucking move on from a heartbreak, yeah. But like ultimately, like yeah, you know, it's a good thing they told you. Yeah. It's, like thank God they they didn't lead you on for years and years and years. Yeah. Like and now you have the capability to go and get happy with somebody else. Exactly. With yourself. Yeah. And that's the one thing I want to say about this too. This episode, it's like, like how do you deal with a breakup? Like, well, who cares what they're going through? Like, that person. Mm -hmm. Like, who cares what they're going to do now with their time? Like, who cares what yeah. they're going to do now with uh, their housing situation? Who fucking, yeah. It's not your problem None your anymore. Business. None of your business, man. None of like, your business. It's just, now it's about you. Yeah. Now it's back to being about you. You can focus on yourself. And this is when you, this is when you actually grow as a person and experience new things and do new things. And then your next partner, you... Like, mm -hmm. or a better person for it. Yeah, 100%. Because um, now you, you, like, you, you took all that free time and invested into yourself instead of investing into, like, a relationship. Yeah. I think you get one conversation, and it is at the breakup conversation where sure. you get to ask some questions. You get to, like, what, what just happened, blah, 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 blah. Sure. Or you can say, like, this is brand new information. Can we talk about it tomorrow? Like, yeah. Digest it, whatever. Fine, you talk about it. In that conversation... Ask them some questions, get your closure, but that's your closure conversation. Yeah. It's not going to happen in six months. It's not going to happen in a year. He doesn't get you. He doesn't get you. She doesn't get you. Yeah. Like, move on. 
Yeah. Be better and leave the past in the past, you know? Yeah, like just find th- the, the nice thing about breakups is, yeah, you can really find what you like mm-hmm. because you're no longer trying to worry about what other people like. Exactly. You can just focus on yourself and yep. just be happy. When I broke up with the ex, I was, it was genuinely the first time I was old enough to start making, like I had money, I had a car. It wasn't a breakup in high school where it was like, I still lived with my parents and like, all of that kind of stuff. Like it was genuinely the first time where I didn't have to text somebody and tell them where I was going to be or worry about money or anything like that. Like it was a freedom, like Mm -hmm. freedom, true, true, true freedom, not a parent, not a church, not a boyfriend. And I've never experienced something so freeing. Yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah. And yeah, the entire breakup, I was just like, it just, like looking back now, I was like, yeah, I'm fucking, I'm a beast. I'm so strong. I'm so good at what I do in that healing process. Like there was definitely some self-sabotage in there. There was definitely some nights <laughs> where I would just like make myself cry or watch sad videos or like yeah. look at pictures of us or all of this stuff. But now, even when I look like the other day, I had this like memory on my Google photos come up and it was our engagement pictures. I should show you them. I looked miserable that day Hmm. it was like raining and it was like all dark and stuff and so i thought it would be cool edgy pictures Hmm. i looked fucking miserable (laughs) like that's not what engagement (laughs) pictures are supposed to look like so now looking at those i'm just like oh whoa damn like that's hilarious god damn like i'm so (laughs) happy we didn't get married holy shit yeah and yeah like and that's like that's important too. like look back and like yeah like this could have been so different. Like he, my ex came back and we all went on a motorcycle ride. And the second he walked into our backyard, I was like, yikes. (laughs) Like, yikes. Oh, he had this outfit. It was hilarious. I could have ended up with that. (laughs) Yikes. Like it's, yeah. And I think genuinely life is about, I don't know. Let's look at life like a tree. Yeah. You start at the bottom. Like cut it down. Naked and out oh. of, you know, the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then there's just a big tree stump and it all going to the same place. It's all going up. But then there's like a thousand different branches that you could take and a thousand different things lead to like your life is not beginning and ending with this one relationship. Sure. In yeah, the grand yeah, yeah. scheme of things. And this is another thing that always really helped me through was he was just a chapter. Realistically, yeah. I was like 28 when we broke up and I was with him for like four years. That's a very small chunk of my yeah, life. Yeah, you get perspective the older you get. Like, yeah. And if there's young people listening, like, yeah, like, the older you get, I know it sounds so cliche, but it's true. Like, you're in high school and you dated for six months. Like, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. It's, emotions suck. Emotions are for real. For sure, but realistically, yeah. like. As soon as you gain some, like, longevity and perspective yeah. over, like, realistically a year yeah. and a half in the 70 that you might live. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. So you, you have to date. Mm-hmm. You have to date because ultimately you want to find a partner. Yeah. Um, but then you get the chance of heartbreak. Yeah. But the heartbreak's good. And you have to date. You get heartbreak. You yeah. eventually find the partner you want. And you it's learn all about a part what of you that. don't want. You learn mm-hmm. about what you do want. Like, when I was dating after yeah. we broke up, I was very much, like, I, I do know I will know in about 10 seconds if yeah. we'll have a second date. Yeah. Like, I know exactly what I don't want. I know exactly what I'm not looking for. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, the only way to kind of get that knowledge of what you actually want and what you like. Yeah. So, back in the day, people used to get married ridiculously young. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like 
especially Christians, they push to get married young. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, you sh- just shouldn't get into, like, a serious relationship. I, di- I wish I didn't. I wish I just would have dated her until, like, 30, you know? You have some perspective on your life. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of... I don't think you should be allowed to get married until 25. Look at at, at least, at for least. sure. Like, like, I think that, like, in the same way that it's, like, drinking and blah, 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 like... Your brain doesn't even yeah. fully develop when you're 24 or 20. Like, yeah. I wouldn't want to see, like, an actual law saying you can't do that, yeah. but, like, it's, a, it's like, a rule of thumb. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, date around in your 20s. Find ahead. out. Like, it's not like the olden days where it's like, well, I, if I don't get a, a husband by 20, who's going to feed me? Like, yeah. you know, we, we, we live in a different world. 100%. We also live till we're fucking 80 as opposed to living till 60. Like, I remember looking at my grandparents when they were 60 and they looked mm-hmm. old. And now mm-hmm. I look at my dad when he's 60. He looks. Yeah, he's a beast. He's just like out there working. And yeah. like, yeah. He can exactly. Like, it's different. We live longer nowadays. So, you know, we, in society right now, there's lots of talk about like generation or Gen Z and Gen X and stuff yeah. being just children but adults like a lot of us have never grown up we went to school then we went to eight years of college and then we're in the real world all of a sudden and we're like over 25 and you don't have any life experience yeah you know it's it's just the world has pushed back the timeline of your life yeah so i don't know when you look at the you you talk about looking back at your life and looking at the story of and looking at the chapters and stuff and just you know take the 20s to the yeah. 25s and learn and yeah. date people because life is getting longer, you know? Yeah. I mean, like... You, you can, can take more time. 100%. Even thinking about, like, us in Panama right now, I always used to joke about just, like, moving to an island one day and blah, 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 blah. I obviously could never have done that at 17, 18, 19, 20. Like, where I am now is a culmination of all of the years of experience that I have. Yeah. And if we look at life like that, it's just like, boom. Like, that fucking sucked. That was a brutal chapter in my life. And But we had fun. And at the beginning of the relationship was good. It probably lasted a little bit longer than it should have. That's a life lesson for me. Next. Yeah. But what did I learn about myself and the grieving process and how strong I am and yeah. what I don't want in the next relationship? Exactly. And, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, it's yeah. all a learning. Your entire life, your history book, your biography should be exactly where you're going to learn about yourself. Yeah. It's not it's like an encyclopedia. It's not <laughs> Google. It's like your, your personality should yeah. tell you some things about yourself. Stop measuring yourself against everybody else. Look at your history, how you deal with things, and look in, if there's a pattern, look at that. If it needs to be changed, look at yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, on the back end of that, not comparing yourself with anybody else, oh. <laughs> I asked a whole bunch of listeners for some ways that they got through breakups. Sure. I figured, well, what do we know? You yeah. Know? <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah, you know. What do we know? You, every breakup's going to be different. So let's so give you some different. options. Yeah. So the initial guy that, I don't even know if, should I, no, let's maybe not say his name, whatever. Um, Jeremy, Jeremy Fleb, Flebenstein from Flebenstein. 1198 Avenue Way, oh, well, now New York. Everybody's going to know everything about him now. Mr. Flebenstein. <laughs> um, so I asked him some questions. Yeah. And um, yeah, like. Here are, the, here are the questions and okay. the following answers. And I asked a couple questions. Or a couple I'll, I'll read his response. Okay. I'll try to role play as him. So what were some of the things that you did to take your mind off of her? Well, I uh, 
I played a gu- guitar a bit more. I spent some time outside with the chick chickens. Oh yeah. I spent some time outside <laughs> with the chickens, uh, and I took the dog out on more daily walks. Keeping myself was busy. Uh, keeping myself busy was invaluable, but I also gave myself time to think about the whole thing. Showers and quiet moments mainly, mm. which helped me understand what happened, why I felt the way I did, and whether or not I made the right decisions. Okay, so I like that he included where he has his like moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shower like, time. So showers. Good, yeah. Mine was the car. Do you ever... I mean, showers are always a big thing for you. <laughs> you do a um, long shower. Yeah, where I would have like true contemplation moments. Yeah, I don't know where that would be, where I do that. In but... your bunk bed? Oh with God. the cats? <laughs> oh my God, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like what he said about going outside and like taking dogs to walks yeah. and stuff. Like nature. just go go ground yourself in reality. Like, in reality, like in nature. Like literally reality. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And that's like, yeah, actually I feel like we should really put some emphasis on that. Like don't fantasize about running into them at the park. Like just be present with the animals, with the chickens p.s <laughs> he he told us that we can reach out if we need any okay nice <laughs> um but yeah like in nature you've got the birds swinging s- swinging you got the birds swinging. swinging and yeah people around you just carrying on with their lives there's a thousand actually that was a really good thing that i did i would just hang out with people like even yeah. if it was just sitting in the mall food court kind of thing and watching sure. everybody like there's thousands of lives happening around me that don't stop just because i'm so sad yeah that's the crazy thing about it like yeah yeah. it doesn't it does not stop though like the world keeps going and like even we said at the very beginning like this is like the most common thing everyone gets broken up with like Mm -hmm. yeah yeah very few people don't yeah Um, it's so relatable what were some of the things you did to make yourself feel better wasn't long after the breakup that christmas came around the corner Mm. and i got the last of us an incredible game I agree. <laughs> Which I binged and completed in two days. Being engrossed in the story helped me take my mind off the whole thing. I even got further down the rabbit hole of podcasts, which helped keep my mind busy too. This is where I found your podcast after hearing about Lorehammer. The podcast did really help me know that I wasn't alone and that many of our other breakups have been a lot worse than mine. And no matter what I was feeling, there was always someone who has gone through worse. This helped me with perspective massively. Yeah, that it's fun to get perspective and like you will always find somebody worse, but also, you know, you'd have to compare yourself to somebody worse to like I was just going to say like, like don't, you don't dismiss what you're going through. Yeah, it, there is that fine line, you know. You don't It's like don't victimize yourself, yeah. but also don't disregard what you're going through. Yeah. Perspective is important. Super but, important. But also yeah. And I'm so happy that the podcast helped with that. That's so nice. Yeah, yeah. It's uh well That's so nice. It's crazy. <laughs> um, how long has it been and has there been a switch of mindset yet? If so, when did that happen and how? And if not, where are you still at? It has been five months now. I still see her almost daily with her new man, but I am able to talk to her now without feeling incredibly uncomfortable. Talk about her. Talk about her. Yeah, I don't think they talk. Yeah. I think our proximity in school has really forced me to be okay with her being around, and yet I am still constantly aware of her when she is near and can almost always feel her eyes on me. Mm. The switch off mindset kind of happened recently where I realized how quickly she moved on, how she was, uh, how long she has been with new man, and how she seems to act identically with him as she did with me. Other than that, I feel like I've heard that I've that they have got intimate very quickly. It all 
<clears throat> it all kind of compounded into me realizing there's no point in fretting over it now. She seems to be happy. She may not like it, but who cares? I took myself out of the situation I was unhappy with for reasons which are blatantly clear now. And why shouldn't that be okay? So it took time, but I'm there now. Yeah, this is that like hindsight 2020 thing where it's yeah. like, yeah, no shit, I broke up with her. Holy yeah. Hannah, I knew. And it's nice too to get that like acknowledgement and like validation almost. Where it's like, <laughs> yeah, no, that was, I wasn't far off the mark with this one. Yeah. I read the signals right. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that must really be hard seeing her with somebody else though every day. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Um, like, brutal. Yeah. Yeah, me and uh, my ex, we shared, like, my high school girlfriend, we shared a similar friendship circle. Mm -hmm. um, like, my best friend was dating the sister, and it, they, they, it was just tied, you know, if you've heard the backstory of us, you know, you know we're all tied to this weird church story thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like, it, it was awkward, you know, seeing her with other people, and then, you know, yeah, it just... What and you... having to pretend like you didn't just break up, but you don't yeah. want to make it awkward. You don't want to bring everybody else into the situation. Yeah, but yeah, what do you do? Cool. You just keep fucking moving, man. Yeah. Um, I forget who said this to me. I think it was my dad. Or maybe it was Brandt. Your brother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they said, life's a treadmill, and if you stop moving, you lost. You fall off it. Oh. If you're just walking, like, great. Now, now you are just maintaining life. Like, in order to actually get anywhere, you got to run. Like, that's the only way to actually get off the treadmill of life, you know? Yeah. And and that doesn't mean, like, hustle culture. That doesn't mean, like, have six jobs and blah, blah, blah. No, but, like, no, no. if you're going to something, fucking go to it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. I like that analogy. Yeah. Um, looking back at the relationship, what have you learned about yourself and how you act in a relationship versus how you would prefer to act in a relationship? I realized I could be quite clingy. I thought we fed off each other there. In a sense that I wouldn't want to talk to her all the time, I don't want to be like that. I want us to be different people, be able to do things apart and still have fun. I noticed that, gonna toot my own horn here, I'm quite a considerate guy compared to others out there and I shouldn't have to settle with the first girl out there who clearly isn't the one for me, but she said yes. Mm -hmm. I like to think I've learned I learned I need to stand up for what I believe in and what I want because a relationship takes two people a healthy one needs two honest people to feel who two oh. honest people who feel comfortable speaking their mind. I don't have that and that is what I want. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's 100%. You should never feel like in order to say how you feel, you have yeah. to walk on eggshells. Yeah. No, like a breakup is like a celebration. It's like yeah. good. Like this was not working. Like whether you got broken up with or you broke up with, you got broken up with, good. Now yes. you can find something that is going to actually put that time. That wants to be time. with you. Yeah. Like, like, that's great. Great. Fantastic. Like, you're going to go through the emotions. It's going to suck. But yeah. ultimately, like, we, we just got to remember that there are a lot of people out there. And this is just like, good. I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with me. Yeah, 100%. Thank you for telling me. 100%. I also think that it's um, important to talk about... Uh, like this, he could look back at this and be like, yeah, that was my first breakup. It was yeah. brutal. It was, I was sad for a year and a half. It was like all of this. Or yeah, that first breakup taught me everything yeah. about what well, I wanted to be in a relationship and what I wanted, like all of these kinds of things. It's a learning tool yeah. or you could victimize yourself. Well, like, yeah, even he said, he was like, I'm a quite considerate guy compared to others out mm -hmm. there. Like, yeah, know, you do. know your value mm -hmm. as well. Like, you know, if if you've been putting more into a relationship, you know, next time you know to 
yeah. match up levels or whatever expectations. You don't know how much you need until you actually figure out how much you need. Exactly. Like, um, I also want to touch on the fact that like she started dating very quickly after they started dating and, or uh, they broke up. Yeah. And like to that end, unfortunately, if you're going through a breakup and somebody else starts dating somebody faster than you, blah, 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 blah. Don't, it is none of your business. That's sure. it. Yeah, like, exactly. don't ask questions. Don't get in your head. Don't rabbit hole about it. Like, yeah. mind your own business. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, like, once you cross that line, like, cross that line completely and just yeah. stay, don't don't go backwards. You and know? some people are just using this other person to get over you or going to the club to numb the pain. Or sure, blah, it doesn't blah, fucking blah, matter. Blah. It doesn't matter. That's None the point of, of it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. 100%. Who cares what, what they're going through? Exactly. The point of the breakup is now you're not there anymore. Yeah, That's it not, is, it's none of your business yeah. how they choose to get over you or how they, they choose to repair the damage. Like, yeah. that's it. You yeah. just detach. None of your business. In the yeah. same way that your life is none of their business yeah 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 no breakups are not a bad thing they yeah. really aren't they yeah. show you what needs to happen or yeah. you know they show you you don't want to be with somebody who doesn't want to be with you yeah. so if you get broken up with never fucking beg that was one yeah. thing like don't be the guy to send actually we're gonna get into that after okay so the next person that i asked was actually your ex your first ex that's funny and it's you, so funny that you two are like still really good friends oh yeah and she's like, like Best buds. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, scary. <laughs> so you have not seen any of these. Uh, no, I haven't. No. So this is going to be fun. Yeah. This will be interesting to hear about my high school ex and what she thought about me. Yeah. So they she. They used to call me biggest dickus in high school. Biggest high... dickus. Yeah. In your Christian high school. Yeah. Yeah. Just me though. Just what, a <laughs> what a nickname. What a nickname. Okay. Yes. Let's hear what, what went wrong. Okay. Here. So I just want to kind of like, she talks about somebody um, named... Let's call him Mike. I don't know if I should use his real name. So we're not going to use his real name. If you see something with an M, call it Mike, okay? Um, so she talks about him. He was like a very toxic relationship. And so she kind of compares the breakup with him versus the breakup with you throughout these answers. Mm -hmm. Got it? So the biggest breakup I went through was from Mark. That breakup took me a solid year and a half to get over and a lot of strategies to work through it. We broke up well a while back and I honestly blocked most of that breakup. So I'll try to remember how it went. What are some of the things that you did to take your mind off of him? She said, the first few months were the hardest. It was more about survival than anything. I would distract myself by watching TV shows like Friends, something funny to lighten the mood. I literally ate whatever sounded appealing, which was mostly pasta and pizza. Yeah, girl. <laughs> My girl. Um, I cried a lot. I think my eyes were swollen for months. I slept most of my time away. I couldn't handle being with friends because they would ask questions or tell me things about Mark that I couldn't bear to handle to hear about. Most of my friends at that time were mutual friends, so there was a chance of running into him, which was very hard. I basically stayed at my house for months and just tried to survive. I remember praying and listening to worship music 24-7. I found peace and feeling love and knowing that someone cared for me. My mom would check in on me as well and gave me pieces of advice to work through the breakup. I can't remember all of the advice that she would give me, but I do remember at one point she said she asked if I would ever be me again. That was a wake-up call, and I knew I had to face some fears and enter into the new stage of healing. One huge thing that I did help me, or that I did that really helped me move on, was anytime I would think about Mark or what I did or what to or what to talk or want to talk to him, I would actively tell myself to think about something else. I would stay say loud. Steph, you're not allowed to think about Mark. Instead, you're going to think about blank. 
At the time, I was in university, so I'd often think about school. After the first six months, things got a lot easier. I started to hang out with friends more often, and running into Mark wasn't heartbreaking anymore. I still lived in fear that I would have to talk to him or someone would tell me something about him that would break my heart, so I was really guarded around those friends. I believe, or I believe two years after the breakup, I started dating again, and that's when I would say I was completely over him. Hmm. Um, the craziest thing, like... Just in getting over people, like, I don't know if you ever fully get over people is yeah. the thing. Like, so even when I was married, like, even now, I've had dreams about Steph of, like, yeah. being with her. Like, it's the craziest fucking thing. It, yeah, it's weird. Life's crazy, and, you know, they're a part of your life, and you're never going to fully get over someone. Yeah. Um, I like the couple things in here she said of, when are you going to be you again? Like, yeah, yeah, man, if people are starting to notice that, like... And it's you tough gotta get, to, you gotta get back into it. It's tough too because I didn't talk to a lot of people about my breakup. Everybody yeah. thought that I actually everybody at work thought that I like just fucking nailed it because my work was perfect every time. I was so hyper focused on that. They were just like all good as usual, like she's fine, whatever. Yeah. But I didn't want to burden anybody with it, and I didn't think that I could articulate it as well as I hmm. as I would want to. I think, and I also did not want to be like I was not okay even a year after the breakup. Not okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I didn't want to, everybody to know I was still hung up on this piece of shit guy, like, who yeah. got over it really fast and has dated right, like, moved in with this chick, like, all of the, like, I didn't want to, I didn't want that. That was a bad yeah. look for me. It's interesting as well hearing Steph's perspective because, like, she always broke up with me. Now, there was, like, sometimes, like I was saying, there was an external force, a parental influence or church influence or whatever. So, there's always something, but... Yeah, um, it's interesting hearing her perspective and stuff. Yeah, but, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, what were some of the things you did to make yourself feel better? Pray. I was always praying. I buried myself in the church and school. Staying busy ultimately kept me happy and feeling better. I think that I actually developed that as a survival mechanism even now. So I stay busy so that I don't have time for my thoughts or feelings to catch up with me. I also started working out. Exercise became the foundation of my energy levels, happiness, and healthy thinking. I knew exercise and eating good food would be ultimately better for me in the long term and, I, and gave me endorphins in the short term. Friends were a huge step in my happiness. I learned to surround myself with some positive, like-minded friends, and it really helped me to boost my mood when I was down and keeping me accountable. Um, Victoria, shout out, don't know if you hear this, but um, was a major friend during this time. I needed her more than I think she realized. Yeah, man. I feel like breakups, you find that one person, that special friend that yeah. somehow was not who you thought, but were there. Like just, for me, it was Josh. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And all he did was just kind of hang out with you beside you and paint and yeah, yeah, like, just be there. We didn't talk about the breakup. We talked about it one time Crazy. for like two minutes. Oh my God. I remember it was like three in the morning, maybe a week after I broke up, I came out of my, out of the bedroom and he was still painting or whatever. I'm like, dude, I kind of miss her. Like, or no, no, it was like, I don't miss her. I'm, I miss like just the proximity. Yeah. Being, having someone around companionship. Yeah. Yeah. I think that too is like, it's so easy to kind of get like sucked back into that. That was my issue because mm -hmm. he left, he was gone, whatever. I kept my distance and then we ran into each other Yeah. and it was just so easy to just be like, holy fuck. I missed this. I miss yeah. this person. He just knows me. He gets me. He knows what I, what yeah. I hear. Like, it was so, it, it was dangerous. Like, yeah. Yeah. So get somebody else, a friend, to be that person exactly. that you can kind of just lean on. It's also 50 interesting. Bucks a day exactly. To cry on their shoulder. Exactly. It's also interesting to say that she developed this as like a survival mechanism because I do that too. Like, 
I feel like for a really long time, I had music going all the time because that mm. I'd focus on the music instead of my thoughts. Sure, 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 sure. And yeah, like definitely a survival where you're just like, nope, not going to talk about it now. This is also nice too because every time I was in the car and I did like delivery, I was skip the dishes driver. Yeah. <laughs> um, but every time I would get in the car, that's when I was like, okay, now I can work through this. Now I can voice record. Now I can yell at this. Now I can anything. Um, yeah, like hmm. setting that time to actually have those conversations with myself and really dive into that specific timing. Don't yeah. let yourself do it all day. Don't put yourself in this routine where you're constantly rabbit holing and like yeah. you're sitting there at work and you can't focus. The rabbit holing, man, you got to keep doing stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not good. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Looking back at the relationship, what have you learned about yourself and how you act in a re new relationship versus how you prefer to act in a relationship? She said, I learned how unbelievably strong I am. I remember when we first broke up, I had no idea how I was going to get through it. It taught me perseverance, commitment, endurance, and how to be kind to myself, how I talked to myself, words I would declare over my life, the ways that I would learn how to put my heart back together, which came in handy when I would go through a heartbreak in other means, such as losing a job. Oh yeah, that's, ooh, that's a good point. Someone passing away or losing a friend. I was so young when we broke up and it wasn't and wasn't in a committed relationship until about four years after, and that relationship was very toxic. I thought every guy was like Mark, and when I learned very quickly that Mike was nothing like Mark, it took it threw me for a loop. I think my relationship with Mike taught me more about how I act in a relationship. I find myself, even now, going back to the survival instincts rather than how I was with Mark. I close off faster, and I do everything to create happiness in the relationship, even as... I, I sacrifice my own side. I am proactive in making sure that there's no reason for stress or anger in a relationship. And I think about my words before I speak because in my relationship with Mike, my words would come back and bite me. I would say the behavior that I learned when I was with Mike was my role as a victim and he was the abuser. I would prefer to act carefree and harmless in, in all relationships, but it's like a second nature sometimes. Hmm. Interesting. So I like that she kind of like used it as like a learning tool for just different types of grief in her life as a whole. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great way. Great perspective. Hmm. Um, yeah. And she hasn't like, yeah, no, that's, that's very interesting. So the next person, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, <clears throat> nothing specific. Um, yeah, just, you know, you learn things from people. Yeah. <laughs> I think you do most of your growing while you're like in the darkest parts of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially when you're alone and like, yeah, yeah that's when you make those choices of like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like they always say that like you're a deeper person if you have trauma or whatever. Like, huh. you're, but I think that um, yeah, like I think that there's truth to that. Where. Um, yeah, like you need to go through really, really hard times in order to really culminate who you are, what you want, who, what kind of person you are when you're hurt and when you're going through things. Not you though, because you yeah, know. like I, I was thinking, like I don't think you need it, but I, I get, I get what you're saying completely, yeah. and I can see how, yeah, you know. But then people use it as like a whole victim side too. Yeah, like that's the thing, which about is exhausting. It, like, it's annoying actually. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so this last person. 
Okay. I'm going to give you the backstory. Thanks for sharing all that stuff. Yeah, um, seriously. That, that's interesting. Like, yeah, there, there's some things in there. It's just like, yeah, you, you just, you eventually get over it and you, you learn these techniques and it's going to be different from everybody. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, 100%. But eventually you just kind of move on. Yeah. And that's like, if you don't, you end up like my dad who's yeah. just like head over heels who, oh, plot twist, she's dead. Yeah. Like, one one thing that always scared me about breaking up was, and I think this was probably very common, is fear of finding, not finding somebody else. Yeah. You know, like, that, how am I going to meet somebody else now? Or like, I'm too old now. Like, where am I going <laughs> to find another 35-year-old? Yeah, without kids or, or like whatever, yeah. 100%. But the world's a big place. And, you know, if you're out there looking, meeting and moving and shaking, I'm sure you can find somebody. 100%, um, Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. Just th there's people out there. Don't give up. Yeah. That's either you keep swinging or you miss. I I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't play baseball. You always miss if you don't swing. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, okay. So the, this last one, um, some backstory. So okay. this is from somebody with uh, who was married and then has had custody issues. I think he's got two kids. Yeah. Um, one for sure, but uh, custody issues. She at one time had lied about him doing something that like he could have gone to jail for, but he didn't actually do and Whoa. like just crazy shit. That's like hardcore. crazy shit. So I wanted to ask him because he's got a perspective of being the dad who often don't get the, the they're not yeah. put in a good position. Yeah, like all the breakups we've talked about are like non-kid breakups. Yeah. Like throwing a kid in the mix, now that's all. You've got custody issues. You've got like. fuckered now. And yeah, it's fucked. So I asked him a few questions and we're going to get some perspective from him and then we can kind of talk about that. So what are the different stages in the relation, or the different stages that you remember in the breakup? He said, I remember disbelief that it was happening and then anger followed by trying everything that I could do to win her back. I wrote her a two-page, really heartfelt, emotional letter about my feelings and all the ways that I would do, all the ways that I would make her feel special and loved. She told a lawyer about it, and I was made out to be a crazy, obsessed stalker. I still <laughs> have the letter. I haven't opened it. But keep it to remind me to never beg somebody to stay in my life. Yep, exactly. Never Don't ever do it. ever beg. And I always tell girls this: like, if he broke up with you, he does not want to see. Like, if you send him that essay text message, yeah. he's showing his friends and not reading it. Yeah. I guarantee you, I'm friends with the guys. Like, they don't want. They're they're broken up with you. Yeah. They don't. They're it's yeah. no longer their job to cater to your emotions or babysit you or. No. Yeah, I'm like fuck. It's just, it's just yeah, and then I guess like they can use it against you, and that's fucked. This is where the whole like bitches be crazy thing comes into play. Like. He was trying to be emotional and vulnerable and like, I love you and I'll do anything to take you back. And she's so far past it. And that's the thing. Like, she's cheated on him a bunch of times. I guess she was cheating for the majority of the relationship. And like, so she's so far gone and detached that yeah. she's now using his emotions to paint him like complete narcissist here, like gaslighting his emotions and like, Oh my God, you set your stalker now and da 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 da. Like poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy. Oh my, and now I feel like he's not going to want to open up to some girl like this. Just do it. You got to. Yeah. Just because one person hurts you doesn't mean somebody else will. Don't and and that's the thing you like, you got to keep, you got to fucking keep swinging. Yeah. You got to keep going and into don't it. Don't hold. And this goes for guys and girls. Do not hold your next partner guilty for the things that your ex did. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like don't. It's, it's self-sabotage. Yeah. You're sucking the life out of the relationship before it even happened. Yeah. You're 
if they were doing it to you, you'd be pissed. Like, don't do that. It's not fair. It's not healthy. Um, the next one. What is something that you'd tell other dads to worry about or be cautious of in a breakup? I would tell other dads that mom will make them out as monsters and unsafe parents. Save all the text messages, record every phone call, and wear a body camera anytime you have to be around her. Yeah, so this poor is... Guy. Poor guy. So this is something that's serious. Like, um, yeah. Like, it... Depending on your stage of your relationship, you should be doing this. Like, if you're actually married, maybe you should be doing this just for when it comes to assets. Like, I, yeah, whatever, fuck it. But you got to be very aware Yeah. <laughs> um, that, like, sure, you may be broken up and sure, the best thing for your mind is to detach and just fuck it. Like, yeah. I don't want anything to do with you. But if you're tied financially, you might have to be. And it's yeah. unfortunate, especially if you have children, like fucking get everything written down so how it works with kids is like you have to do a parenting agreement before you can go do a divorce sure so you have to agree about everything with the parents or with yeah. the kids and then you can get the divorce documents done yeah. so it's kind of confusing to be in that and be like in this whole legal battle that usually takes like a year and a half especially if you've got kids then you've yeah. got like 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 all of this stuff and she had done something in their relationship like lied about something that he did and now he lost custody altogether. Jeez. He still yeah, has so. visiting rights and parenting rights or whatever, but no custody. So he can't choose things like the schools that they Jeez. go to and the, like all of those. Yeah. So things. like fucking be on top of it. I'm sorry, man, that this happened to you in this way. That fucking yeah. sucks. And I, I don't want to say that like, like you're, you shouldn't be gunning towards them fucking up. Like, don't like, I'm going to record this conversation and egg no, her on. No, and no, blah, blah, no, no. But no, and you shouldn't be like, like trying to trap them in that. Like, exactly. Sure, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if she's saying things like, I don't know, let's, let's say, for example, she threw it out that like you molested a kid or something like that. And it's not true. And it's yeah. not like that will fuck your life up. Yep. So if there's some chance where you can get her to say, well, yeah, of course I lied about that or whatever on recording, fucking handle that. Because yeah. men are never in a good position for kids. Never. Yeah. You could be the best parent in the world, and you'll probably, like, moms get parenting time. Yeah, I've heard people don't want to break up because they're afraid of what will happen. Like, well, if I break up, like, she's just going to take all my fucking money. Or the kids, yeah. or the third, yeah. yeah. It's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and, yeah, some people get, like... So, what you got to do? Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> some people have to, like, pay spousal support. Yeah. I know one guy who... Oof. He, he has like five or six years left of spousal support and he Oof. makes so much money that that spousal support is just like, she's riding this out. Yeah. She has not gotten a job in years <laughs> and like just riding it out and totally like using the situation. It's fucked. Bitches be crazy, you know? Um, the last question, what's something that you know now that you wish someone told you at the beginning of the breakup? I wish someone would have told me that by the time I was served divorce papers that my ex had spent the last few years together getting over the relationship and nothing was going to save it to just accept it and go, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. the thing. By, by the time somebody has reached that point where they're telling you we need to break up, either they have a hairpin fuse and they're just fucking slinging words around, not knowing they have meaning and consequence, and also or yes, they have already gotten to the point where they have gotten through. I'm gonna be sad. I'm, I'm angry. You know, they've yeah. already done that. Yeah. That's why they're breaking up with you. Yeah. They're over you. And again, most girls do this. Like, if yeah. girls are the ones that are breaking up, it's yeah. never a like fleeting moment. It is months of yeah, exactly. thinking and so, like planning and yeah. 
I think the takeaway, honestly, from this episode for me is if you get broken up with, be thankful. Yeah, thank you, walk away. Yep, thank you. Now I know exactly where we are. I'm not going to fight for this. Yep. Um, Don't beg for somebody to love you. Don't beg for, like, oh my God, do not beg for somebody to love you. You don't have to. There is, how many people on this planet? Seven to to, to, to more than that. Seven plus, we'll go with. Billion? People. Oh. Just in... So good luck finding somebody. <laughs> you might have to travel. You might have to fight some other people, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, man. It's crazy. Just keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. You just got to keep moving. Find out what makes you happy. Go with it. Or reinvest into somebody else. Like, yeah. go go invest into charities or something. I don't mean reinvest in a relationship, although that works too. And I also think that, like, yeah, like, my the best tool that I had kind of cultivated and created or whatever was yeah. that I... I learned, I, I figured myself out. Yeah. I learned about myself, what I like, what I don't like, what I did like I built on, what I didn't like I changed. Yeah. And it was like a perfect, I don't have a boyfriend. Like I can literally learn how to be myself and not get judged and yeah. not get like ridiculed, not get anything like that. Yeah. And then as soon as I did that and learned how to love myself, everything changed. And I know yeah. it's cliche. I know it's whatever. But as soon as I was happy, everything started working out. Yeah, Exactly. Yeah, you give off like weird fucking energies when yeah. you're 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 positive and moving forward. Hundred percent. Like you attract different people, yeah. you meet different people, you meet people on that level rather yeah. than people who are just stuck in the past and like want to be miserable and want to just like wallow in self pity. And that's another thing too. Like my grandma once told me. So I have this aunt who had a kid out of wedlock, and then my grandma basically helped her raise them. Like the whole family kind of helped her raise them. But like my grandma was really in there. She moved in with my grandma, whatever. And I guess they had this conversation. My grandma told me about it where she was just like, listen, like the self pity that I've gotten myself into. My aunt had said this, the self pity thing that I got into myself into is so comfortable and it's so dangerous Yeah. because you sit in this and you've got everybody catering to you and oh my God, you're so, I'm so sorry that you got hurt and I'm so sorry that this happened and yeah. now you're a single mother, let me help you, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And it's a very comfortable position to just have people catering to you. And yeah, caring for you. Yeah, but don't be that person. Yeah. Don't be the person whining about same things three months later. Yeah. Or like you have to take accountability and responsibility for your own healing because nobody else is going to do it ever, ever. You have to do that for yourself. It's, yeah, for sure. It's important because yeah, like nobody. And again, you're only responsible for yourself. That's the one thing you can control, so you should. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think that's a wrap. How do you feel about that? Yeah, breakups suck, but breakups I guarantee suck. you, you're gonna get over it. And you're gonna learn about yourself if you want to. If yeah. you're intentional about learning about you know how you operate, yeah. how you. Breathe. I feel like. Uh, that's why I had such a quick turnaround from breakup to redating somebody is because I already know who I am. I, I'm, yeah. I've, I'm already an old person. I already know what I like. I already, I've already done that. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah. yeah. Nope. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. You get over things. Whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. it. I don't know. Well. Thanks, everyone, uh, for writing in and sharing stuff. Yeah, like, um, I'm sure, Like, I know a few people who, in hearing this, they'll be like, oh, no, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Like, I think that this kind of episode is super helpful and it's helpful to get everybody else's perspective. Yeah. Different age categories, different life situations. Some's yeah. got kids, some don't. Like, it's super helpful and I really appreciate everybody who wrote in and helped make this episode what it is. Yeah. 
Um, if anybody else has other requests on <laughs> what other episodes we should be doing, uh, feel free to email us at pillowtalkwithmarkandb at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at pillowtalkwithmarkandb. We have a Patreon as well. Don't forget to throw us a dollar or two on Patreon. Mm-hmm. And Patreon will then give me that money. And then you will no longer have that one dollar. We will have that one dollar. We will have that one dollar. And that's how that process works. Yes. So. I like it. <laughs> yeah. And all of the, uh, if you want to do like an easy one-time payment, yeah. follow the, the podcast description, yeah. the link in the podcast description. Uh, the record for one-time payments oh. on Lorehammer goes to one guy who gave us like $3,500 a one-time thing. Why? Um, what did you do? Babe. Yeah, so it was... Okay, so it was right during COVID lockdowns, um, we did a thing called Lorehammer Lockdowns, where for two weeks we did an episode every fucking wow. day. Wow, that's a lot of Warhammer. Um, so this guy was like, any money that you guys get during this time period, I'll... I'll, I'll a double. I'll match and double. Wow. So then I said that on an episode, like, look, guys, we can really fuck over and ho- wreck this guy's life. Yeah, so, and he did it. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, no, he's a cool guy. He's a That's nice guy. That's amazing. Yeah. So there's the record. If you want to beat that number, um, <laughs> feel free boat, to try. So. Yeah. <laughs> and now, oh my god, next. Okay, so this is like legit. Actually, it's all planned out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. are moving on Friday. Right now, yeah. it is Sunday. Yeah, we are so fucking close to oh being on our little tropical island paradise. Like, I keep looking at pictures. We've looked at this, like, we have an album on Google Photos yeah. or whatever, and I've looked at this album a thousand times. Yeah, like, if, if this was the olden days where you had, like, a VHS, the tape would have been worn <laughs> out, you know, that's how much we've looked. Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> it's so big. Like, I, I just remember our house in Canada, and, like, we had this yard, and it was a really big backyard for, yeah. like... Well, for what it was, yeah. Yeah, 100%. It had, like space for the dogs we would go to the field and stuff anyway but like this is like two two acres two acres of land you can throw the ball as far as you want and you're not going to throw it across the property no those puppies are going to love i'm so excited and i've always wanted like a saltwater tank yeah my fucking front yard yeah yeah so one more week yeah so we get there on friday but we are going to do Instagram live on Sunday. So follow us at pillow talk with Mark and B on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, we might even do a TikTok live, throw that in there. Why yeah, who not? knows? Um, but yeah, I'm very, very excited to show you guys everything. Yeah. It's beautiful. We will not have the dogs when we do the Instagram live, but you'll see them. Yeah. Dogs and cats and chickens. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. We're very pumped to kind yeah. of bring you guys on this journey. Literally, like, the start of this journey. Uh, I got a message from somebody today who the, who is like, yo, like, I heard what you're up to. You need to, uh, um, I'll pay money to just have a phone hang around your neck and just follow you around and you'll be on camera and I can live your life. <laughs> so oh, my like, God. <laughs> I love that. I could just watch you live your life. Or yeah. Like, okay. That's it. Instagram live. Just yeah. stick it into like a, a... Yeah, cover all pocket. Well... That's a good move. But Panama is shirtless. Panama is shirtless, yeah. Shirtless, shoeless. We should get two coveralls, though. You just have one pocket and then just shirtless underneath. Like well, Alberta. look you. <laughs> yeah. Albertan moved to Panama. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So let's wrap this up, I guess. But we will see you guys all next week when we do Instagram Live. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining. Bye.